Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Tech Plus Plus. I'm Ali here with the boys in tech, Aaron and Andres. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's good to be here. Hey, how's it going? Uh, we got some insane news this episode. Uh, but before that, before disclosure, we are re- recording this episode a week early. So um, we're going to have some fun episode. Um, so let's just jump right into it. Aaron? Uh, yeah, so to introduce our episode's going to be kind of surrounding one big topic today. Uh, we all kind of wanted to take our own segments and uh, talk about it. But our episode today is about the big tech antitrust hearing that happened on july 29th um was that a week ago week and a half ago Mm -hmm. um so this included apple amazon google and facebook the four kind of really big corporate um companies in the tech industry right now and it's actually jeff bezos's first time testifying speaking under oath um but to introduce this a bit um we kind of got to go over what our antitrust laws And for those of you who don't know, uh, antitrust laws help ensure fair competition and prevent monopolies, um, questionable business practices like bid rigging or like price fixing, stuff like that. Um, Essentially, our antitrust laws in our democratic and capital society, they help promote competition. And this allows customers to like choose the best product type Mm -hmm. of thing and really helps companies like if they have a really good product you know you'll shoot right up yep and so a little bit about why these companies are here and why they took part in a almost six hour um hearing congressional hearing uh it was based on over 100 hours of interviews and investigations done on people in silicon valley related to these companies and the point here is basically to see if any of these companies have uh, attained their top status through um, anti-competitive means so that they kind of got really huge in their sort of area and then use that advantage and that really big uprise to um, further assert themselves in their industry. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just basically like saying overall, like, um, especially with tech industry rising, um, you don't really want like a huge monopoly, right? Like, like if you think about it, these four companies low key, like have everything, right? Like from Apple to having like, like some sort of Netflix subscription with the Apple TV now, right? Like mm-hmm. Amazon having the Amazon videos, um, like Amazon, something that it used, it used to be just a fucking online store, right? And now it's just everything. Right. Yeah. So it's and it's same things happening with basically these four companies. Um, there's questionable other companies as well, but um, basically yeah. this congressional hearings is to make sure that they don't get like too big that they start like dissolving other companies. Yeah, because uh, these companies have big significance over the economy, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just it's a two sided thing where. Uh, you could get kind of like an aggressive antitrust, which, you know, it ends up by breaking companies. Um, but will it actually really guarantee that, like, all of these problems will go away? But then, like, we have the other side, which is kind of like the non-aggressive antitrust, where um, it this will intervene and create possibilities for more innovation 
and uh, I guess more possibilities of uh, creating more competition. So it's like this is pretty important mm-hmm. uh, stuff yeah, going this, on right now. Yeah, this could be a huge deal um, for the entire tech industry, actually. So yeah, and set precedents moving forward. Yep. Yep. And so um, again, regarding these four companies this week, we're each taking a company and kind of talking about them and uh, what they did, why they're here, pretty much. Uh, we're this week we're gonna leave Apple out of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, kind of bantered on them a little bit. Maybe, maybe another day. <laughs> uh, maybe another day. We will leave a link down there if you want to um, start your research from there and maybe move on to other things. Yep. But Tim Cook, um, we'll let you slide <laughs> this week. Please sponsor us. <laughs> we, we, this is our form of apology for the previous episode. <laughs> I'm a fanboy. I'm a fanboy. Yep. Um, right. Yep. Let's jump into it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I wanted to start with Google. Uh, everybody knows Google. They have mainly their search engine, but we'll dive into some other things. But to start off, uh, Google has offices in 50 countries with over 100,000 employees. So they're they're huge. They're global. Um, the, you, you really can't, you know, go anywhere in the world without seeing them, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're owned by Alphabet Incorporation. So that's their parent company. And their CEO is Sundar Chai. Um, and so one of the f- first uh, reasons, or like one of the first things that I wanted to go over of why they're here is related to Google search. And so there are a couple different things that uh, the antitrust committee um, touched on. And one of those things was blacklisting websites in search results. And Google admits that they do have a way to blacklist websites from search results, but they only do this in a way that um, adheres to law. So they're only going to blacklist websites that... Uh, are actively like maybe like extremists or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's the only time that they're going to use this uh, feature of their Google search tool. Uh, yeah. I wonder how they catch, you know, the like websites. Cause there's like millions of websites. Like, I mean, they I'm, probably have an algorithm that maybe goes through it, but maybe, or I'm, I'm sure that the, the U S government is in close talks with them. If, if they see yeah. something that could potentially harm, you know, U.S. citizens or is dangerous in that sort of respect, they're probably contacting Google and other um, companies that have search engines. Mm-hmm. I think I think one of the ways would be like the the user reporting system, right? Like if I see a website, I can like probably report it, um, and they would have like stuff to pick it up and see if it's a true report. They can um, remove the website, but. Um, it's just, I don't know. I feel like that's a lot of power, right? Like, what if yeah, they well, take away from the competitors, right? Yeah, If they like, started using it for that reason, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, blacklisting your competitors. You know. Would be um, a huge violation of the antitrust laws. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving right on into something that pretty much goes directly into that is uh, putting their rivals at a disadvantage. And here the big thing is Yelp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so... There's been a whole thing with Yelp for over 10 years now, I think it was. And basically, Google started showing info like um, restaurant restaurants and their reviews in the search results, directly in the search results. So you don't really have to leave Google 
to get this sort of information. They started like putting it out of the box on the top of the page when you search something and they bring up some relevant information, you know, obviously that Google deems relevant and puts it up into that box. And this definitely put a hurt on Yelp, right? It's taking content, possible information from their website and putting it directly to use in Google and having, I guess, what you'd say monetary gain from Yelp's content, but for a different company. Mm -hmm. And so that was a huge, huge deal both back then and still up to now, like they testified in the, uh, I don't know if it was the hearing or sometime before that in some of the investigations. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Especially when 80% of their, of Yelp's traffic comes from Google. (laughs) Right. So if, if Yelp wants to speak out, like Google even threatened to delist them. Right. They were like opposed. Yep. Which is absolutely insane. And I feel like that's, that's just, um, a trend we're going to be seeing through these companies is a lot of like these threatening stuff to the other companies. Um, but overall, yeah, I feel like Google in general brings traffic to a lot of websites, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. I feel like even YouTube sometimes, like I know it's owned by Google and stuff, but like even YouTube, like sometimes you end up searching it on Google before going into the website, right? Like a lot of stuff like that. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of traffic that goes through Google. Um, and it's kind of dangerous because that's a lot of data that goes through Google. Well, yeah, exactly. And they have a lot of power. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like they say, so their arguments to Google search related criticism is that they're trying to bring the best and most relevant information to the user. Right. And so where, where it kind of gets hairy is like, is that the best and most relevant for the user or, or for you, Google? Um, that, <laughs> who's that helping really <laughs> it's just the it's this business right like they got to make as m- much money as they can right well everybody has investors right and you right. got to make those guys happy right 100 percent. it's like one of the most number one things you got to do in a business yep um so yeah that's one huge area that uh they're tackling a couple of the smaller ones um youtube in relation to this, you know, censoring just like any other social media platform, you talk about how they have the ability to censor information. That may be another huge conversation for another episode, um, but that's still, you know, at it, it, a topic of discussion for the antitrust laws. Mm-hmm. And right. another one here, uh, a second topic to touch on is child safety. Um, YouTube has had a lot of not a lot of, but like a lot of bad, um, what you would call it, bad media regarding this, where the child safety, child safety. Yeah. Hmm. Stuff with like, you know, say you have like a, a, a family, like vlog channel, you know, like pedophilia and whatnot reigns Hmm. down Hmm. there. And then also that's one, just one problem relating to child safety. Another one is like, um, I believe there are laws that uh, if a, the, uh, there are laws about companies collecting um, information about minors. So that's another huge one. If you're 17 or younger, right? And and Google's yeah. collecting data about you. There's there's a lot of laws regarding that and what they can collect and what like what they can act on there. Right. So that's a that's big in itself, but that's more of a YouTube problem rather than a Google problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're all under the same yeah. right 
Um, so the, the, they share the data. Obviously, there's basically the same company, um, which walks us right into our next, <laughs> the next concern, yep. which is they collect too much data. Yep. So Google has a lot of data about you. Um, we can explore mm -hmm. what they have, right? So your Google accounts, obviously, most mm -hmm. school, most schools will have Gmail. So already tracking you there. Uh, your YouTube. People tend to watch a lot of YouTube these days, you know, being home a lot. Um, mm -hmm. They have a lot of data about you there, what you watch, you know. They could probably pick out a present for you better than your parents can. Definitely. <laughs> um, it, it, ad services, they have ad service, services we'll get into in a little bit. They can collect data for you Google there. Maps. Google Maps. Huh. All these. Google Maps is the creepiest one, right? Like they they know exactly where you are at every single time right because not only you have the maps enabled probably right now as we speak on your browsers mm -hmm. right but they're also like available on your phone um and wherever you go like um it knows exactly where you are one of the like for example to know just the hint of how creepy it is it's like when for example it knows exactly when you're driving and when you've stopped mm -hmm. like you're done driving jeez yeah, because it, it happened like i don't know if you guys seen it's like oh this this is where your car is parked yeah. oh Have yeah this that? is where your home is like when you spend a lot this of is, time this is yep. yeah yeah yep 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 it knows exactly like um this is where your work is here's your home and this is where your, your car tendencies. is parked. Um, your routes and stuff exactly yeah yep. crazy yep. so yep. all this and combined with so google has a an, another company that it owns called double click and I, I'm not sure when they did this, but they had decided to combine data with Google so that they could use it for analytics purposes, even though they had said previously that they would not do that thing, where they would not combine the data. And so the, Google basically has just an absolute mountain of data to characterize and, and, and sell ads, right? Right, 100%. Mm -hmm. And so that brings us into the kind of main focus of uh, the antitrust committee's attack on Google, which is their ad services. Now, Google supplies ad space to a bunch of different websites and websites can, you know, you can select a, a space on your personal website and have it be used for ads and then Google can populate, you know, that area with ads and, they do a whole bunch of calculations, whatever. Super targeted mm -hmm. ads, too. Yeah, yeah, so they do a bunch of calculations based on who, like, where this ad space is. And then they'll um, have advertisers bid on that space, right? And this, all this happens programmatically. All this, you know, nobody really can see it going on. But Google sells ad space, and they also buy it, too. Google has a ton of products, a ton, like they're, you know, the tree roots are outreaching so far. They have so many services. So it's fair to say that they sell a lot of advertisements too. They need to advertise for Google. They need to advertise for YouTube. They need to advertise for their Google cloud services and, and all, everything like that. So it's essentially like they're selling ad space to themselves. Mm -hmm. That's such a hairy yep. place to be where you're on both sides of the market right yeah yeah so it's like how do you how do you make antitrust laws and how do you have this company conform to them 
when when they're working on both sides and they apparently in the past they have given themselves the final bid on ad space <laughs> so it's basically like if they don't want if they really don't want another company to have this ad space they're going to go ahead and take it they'll just buy it off and that is yeah, yeah. a huge violation i believe yeah yeah no i i definitely see it both ways as well right I mean, it's competition, right? But that's the whole story about here is that you should allow competition, yeah. right? Like, like if Google is good enough, right? Then why are they afraid of other companies? You know, like why do why do they why should they um, create blockades and barriers for other well, companies? That's, right. That's actually their argument: is they have no reason to block out other to yeah. a barrier. They have right, no reason. Right. Right. Yeah, and, and they even yep. say they, they do have competition, but it's like... Oh, uh, yeah. So to give more stats on that, they say uh, uh, the thing is that they control 30% of the global digital ad market, and they're arguing that mm. this is not enough for them to have like um, a huge control on the market or a, a, a monopoly, if you will. Yeah, yeah, that should definitely... Especially with tech companies in general, before we move on to other companies that we have on the list um i feel like tech is getting really big right and it's just unfair that these people who were early on now own basically the entire market mm -hmm. right and someone who's barely coming up and they might have like amazon 2.0 that could blow up yeah right but if amazon blocks them or google blocks them right then they will never get big and that could be like the future right like whatever comes after google but Google's making it that nothing can come after Google, you know? Yeah, and that's where you start getting so, into, like, the Big Brother kind of situation. Really, yeah, really sketchy stuff. Yep, for sure. Yeah, because that's the whole thing about ant uh, uh, antitrust. Just, you know, being able to create possibilities for with different companies, like, different in mm -hmm. innovations. And just mm -hmm. create more competition. Cause, um, yep. And competition definitely brings the best, yeah. right? Because if there's another competition that's starting to beat, for example, Google on what they do, right? Then Google has to adapt and do something to make it even better, right? Now we have a better version of Google, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, but but to not allow, I don't know how to explain it. Right, right. So if if the thing about like these companies is that if they did, if they make a barrier and they don't allow other companies to create the technology they have but better right then they don't have to spend more money to come up with even more insane technology that somebody else created mm -hmm. does that make sense right for example if there's another version of google bing <laughs> <laughs> um, oh God. Um, comes out and it's like it's just all of a sudden bing becomes like <clears throat> a superior version of google that fucking will never happen um and if they do that, because they, now they have like this technology that instead of big O of one, I don't know, for the time complexity, it's big O of fucking zero. I don't know. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it takes no time to like do the search. And everyone's like, holy shit, like this is a lot better than Google. Like this is right? instant. Yeah. Right. Now, now Google has to be better. Mm -hmm. Right. And they have to spend millions and millions of dollars to be able to create, recreate that time complexity to make Google better. Mm -hmm. And that, that, I bet you that that will cost Google a lot of more money than just blocking Bing from being there, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, and so that's... Go ahead. Just to round it out, um, there are many countries that are questioning Google ad services. Um, 
two namely ones being Australia and Canada. So there's a lot of people worried about this sort of thing. From the Google side, it's like, you know, you if you own the software and you control the software that's used to do these things, I mean, it's your business, do what you want with it. But there's a point where you're so big that uh, somebody has to step in, I suppose. Right. Yep. Yep. I'm actually wow. very, yeah, I'm very interested to see the end result of this whole thing because it's kind of scary for these companies as well because they could break the companies down and that's going to be kind of really huge for the tech industry. Yeah, because they're also massive. Huge. Like, where, where do you break huge. them down? Huge. How how much wow. do you break them down? Yeah. Because yeah. they all can right. easily be hundreds of companies all in one. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So that's what I have for Google. Um, moving on, Andres, what do you, uh, what company are you looking at? So I'll be talking about Facebook. Uh, kind of give a little overview of their open statement and their testimonials. Uh, so throughout the Facebook five-minute recognition, or I guess open statement, uh, Zuckerberg made his usual case that Facebook is a tool that offers people and even small companies just a way to connect to the world, especially around uh, these rough times. So mm-hmm. so he states that um, pretty much the tech industries in general are global good. Um, but he also does point out that uh, he mentions that um, any rivals in particular, um, he says that Facebook uh, faces significant global competitions, including, you know, Amazon, Google, and Apple. Um, Probably like WeChat too. Yeah. Like some Chinese apps. Yeah, de- definitely. Uh, so, yeah, so he's kind of pointing out that, yeah, you know, we might be big of company, but we still have some some sort of competition here and there. So The yeah. rest of the world. <laughs> yeah, they, they can't can be slacking off, you know. <laughs> um. But yeah, before I keep going, um, guess how much money this company, or I guess Facebook, made last year? Last year. Last year alone? Yeah. Alone? Yep. Um, probably over a billion. Yeah, probably a few. A, a few billion. Okay. At least. Yeah. It's actually, yeah, uh, 18 billion last year. It's insane. So it's like... And that's that's Facebook. We thought it's dead this whole time. Yeah, and, and yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're talking about like, like still, I think to this day, Facebook has more than two billion monthly users. Uh, it's I guess it's still considered the largest social media platform. Either I think they're ranked six, but still like eighteen billion dollars last. You know that's big that's money. Crazy you know? number. <laughs> I haven't even used I haven't used Facebook in years. Like, oh, like, I mean, I mean, technically, like we're talking about sub companies as well, like Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, it's owned by Facebook, so yeah, which is yeah something that uh, I'm gonna get to in next. Uh, um, but yeah, with that being said, just enforcements, uh, they they have argued that just having this big of a company, uh, can become a pretty serious challenge in the long run if it just keeps going, you know. Um, so throughout the testimonial, uh, we kind of examine the dominance of Facebook. And um, I don't know, it seems like these guys are, I don't know, it's kind of like they're bullies, <laughs> the, way, the, yeah. the way that I kind of saw it. But because um, we found out that Facebook uh, uses 
their market dominance to suppress competition. So uh, they pretty much abuse its control over current technologies. So this really makes small businesses and competitors harder to compete, uh, which is, you know, something that goes against uh, uh, anti antitrust. Uh, so it's as if they're acting like gatekeepers, like yep, see much, which, which yeah. companies can come in and uh, start making mm -hmm. a a platform for themselves to grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they, they they even said they had a policy that restricted companies from using their platform. Um, so they, they do kind of weaponize its policies to undermine uh, its competitors. Um, yeah, they also, um, they could control how information is spread. Um, really? So, I don't deny that, though. Yeah, um, they have cases where they even uh, threaten other companies. Uh, they kind of, I guess, clone the products of mm -hmm. another company while also attempting to acquire the company, which mm -hmm. is... Yeah, isn't that a huge one? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, that's actually, I heard that a lot as well. Like, for example, like... Um, I think before before they, I mean, they acquired Instagram, right? Before they acquired Instagram, it was just their own company. Um, they tried to create their own, like, clone of Instagram mm -hmm. while trying to acquire Instagram. Mm -hmm. And, like, it, that's, first of all, illegal, mm -hmm. especially, like, if you're trying to acquire the company. Yeah. Um, yeah. Second of all, that's, that's very threatening already, right? Like, if a company comes to you and it's like, yo, we're making your product give it to me <laughs> like or else i'll release like, this is yeah, yeah. That, and basically like destroy yeah, yeah it's it pretty upfront to just them being bullying I'm yeah it is pretty trying to put you out, out of your business so it's either you let me right. do it or it's going to be a sad ending for you yeah you you either like make money by selling it to me or you make no money and just like get destroyed by my new platform <laughs> so yeah so um yeah, like Facebook buying Instagram. So, uh, like, as you said, Ali, uh, prior to acquiring Instagram, uh, Facebook was developing the product, which is called the uh, Facebook camera. Uh, that's what mm -hmm. it was called. Uh, so they did use that product to kind of threaten uh, Instagram's mm -hmm. founder, Kevin Sistrom. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think I said it last name, right? Uh, but he pretty much told him um, that they were developing their own photo strategy so how mm -hmm. they engage now will also determine how their partners versus competitors down the line so it's like oh jeez. Mm -hmm. um, i think they did the similar thing to um snapchat mm -hmm. right i think they said they're gonna make their own clone of snapchat unless they give up snapchat um, Snapchat stayed strong. I don't think they can beat Snapchat yeah. anytime soon. It's kind of weird. Like, what are you going for? Are you just having trying to have a, a foothold on all of social media? Because there's so many different mediums. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they. Uh, the funny thing is that they even showed kind of like a conversation, uh, where uh, with <laughs> Sis uh, Trump, where they um, they said that they feared that suck. I would call him suck <laughs> would go into destroy mode <laughs> like what the fuck destroy mode <laughs> so the people go in destroy mode if they don't end up selling instagram so it's like 
Yeah. So they sent that like in an email. Yeah, it was yeah. like a conversation, right, Oli? Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I heard about that as well. Um, that's terrifying, right? Like, <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Um, yeah, um, I mean, I mean, out of the different companies that went there, I expected that completely from Facebook, right? Like, it's Mark Zuckerberg, man. Like, that's how he he, he got Facebook where it's at today. So, um, it's just scary that he brought Facebook this far up by like basically like stealing the idea from somebody else right like um yeah i, I didn't expect anything less from zucker boy Zuckerboy. yeah yeah um yeah so that's kind of what i have uh, right now but it's it's just crazy how uh, these companies are too big and like how how do you kind of handle this issue you know yep. and if so will it if you do end up you know breaking up these companies you know will they actually fix this problem of uh you know threatening other companies yeah especially mm -hmm. facebook facebook has so many things now like i haven't been on it in years but like when i i was starting to get off of it they had added games and stuff like that and now there's yeah. like marketplace and crazy all these yeah. different yeah. features that it's like i it, indistinguishable yeah. from... it's just too much right like too much yeah it's just too much power yeah it's like a small platform but it does so much mm -hmm. right crazy right and they target many people it's not just it's not yep. just your basic social media you know you yeah you the could... target market is literally anyone that breathes to be honest mm -hmm. like not even from kids from kids to elderly not even just people though businesses you want your businesses to be on facebook yep. you want you know, if you're planning an event, like even profitable organization, whatever it is, they want you to be on Facebook. Yep. hundred percent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's yep, crazy. Yeah. So that, that's kind of what I have on my side. Yeah. Yeah. Ali, what do you, yeah, what, what, do you what, what company did you look into? Um, I, I was really interested into looking into Amazon and I'm just completely freaked out about <laughs> living now. Um, <laughs> Um, so, so I'm just going to hit a couple of points, um, that came up that in, during the hearing. Um, so first and foremost, going to start with the, one of the first ones. Um, so there was an old Amazon employee, um, that told the committee, um, brought, brought it up to the committee and I quote, um, that there is a rule, uh, there's, there's rules in the company, but there is no enforcing or spot checking. Mm -hmm. in um, relation to what um about big data or data in general. so like access to data or what are we talking yep. about yep 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 so basically like about about the data um let, let me finish the quote so it's basically like there is a rule about uh there's a rule about the data but there's no enforcing or spot checking they just don't help uh, they just basically tell the employees don't help yourself with the data but it's like a candy shop everyone can have access to the data mm. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Kind of went um, to what we talked about with Twitter. It's like what people who have access to this information, what are their qualifications? How are they screened? What are their mental right. states? Mm -hmm. Right. So, so basically the main concern of the committee was that um, letting the third parties in, knowing that their data, um, knowing what their data is going to be, they're going to be able to stop the growth 
and make sure that those third companies are not getting bigger. So obviously, like in this episode, we're not going to be talking individual individuals as much, right? But again, big data when it comes to company to company data, right? Um, that's that's a huge concern. For example, um, David admitted Hulu and Netflix are both hosting um, their stuff. Um, we're going to get into AWS a little bit later on, but Google, or I mean, um, Hulu and Netflix host their um, data on Amazon. And they have Amazon Prime Videos, right? Which is a competitor to Hulu and Netflix. Yeah, and they hold all of Netflix and, and Hulu's yeah, intellectual and, property. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's just kind of like, and and like, like I said, like, quote unquote, it's a candy shop. They can literally go in and look at the data at any time they want. Wow. Right? Kind of scary stuff. Makes uh, you think they, about what like back doors they have. <laughs> exactly, 100%. Like when they say, they, they like uh, Bezos basically said, um, oh, we train them. We make sure they don't do that. But when, when the old employee says like, it's a candy shop, you can go look at the data for yourself, right? Like, Makes uh, you think. kind of awkward. Yeah. Right? Take it with a grain of salt, but mm, a little suspect. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Um, so that was one of the main topics. Another one is um, are stolen goods sold on Amazon? Um, and Bezos basically blocked that question by saying he doesn't know. Um, since there is a million sellers, there's probably um, stolen goods. Um, which was kind of like, okay, kind of weird that Amazon, this huge trillion dollar company, might have stolen goods. That's sold on its uh, platform. Well, yeah, uh, but wouldn't they hold them? But the like marketplace, how do you control that? Well, yeah. well, market marketplace and Amazon is a little bit different. I think I think it's an intellectual um, stolen goods is what they were referring to, like mm. um, a mock version of an iPad, right? Like a counterfeit of an iPad. Uh, um, and they brought up the fact that like. Um, for example, Amazon does not guarantee the custom customers that the items sold are authentic and are not counterfeit by a third party, especially since like one third of their profit, Amazon's profit, comes from third party sellers. Um, and Bezos basically replied to that whole scenario with counterfeits are discouraged on Amazon and they have a team called Project Zero to find those. Um, I kind of looked into Project Zero. Project mm -hmm. Zero, I did. And um it's basically it it brings down to three different things. I can link Project Zero um the mm -hmm. bottom of the episode, but there's three things that's automated protections, um self-service counterfeit removal and product um serialization. So basically like if Apple finds out there's a fake iPad, they can go and sell it. But what there is a million sellers, right? Yeah, what buddy. what's like how do you know that there's no counterfeit? Right. And automate automation. Come on. We already know automation is not perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I, I wonder know, what, just... the, like how, how they differ in their stances and how they go about things like, or what are the differences basically between Amazon and Facebook's marketplace? Like, how are those, how do they differentiate and how they handle stuff like this? Cause anybody can go on Facebook and say, Hey, I'm selling this. I don't know. Um, I think with Amazon, I'm not 100% sure, but I think with Amazon, you need to be um, a company, mm -hmm. like um, have like a company license. Oh, okay. um, so like you can't you can't just go in like with Facebook, um, I can go in and just sell my bike. Yeah, it seems you know? more public. Versus, yeah. Yeah, versus, versus Amazon. 
anyways, moving on. Um, so now moving into Amazon's dominance in the market. Um, so based on the eMarketer, May 2020, this this was a blowout. Um, Amazon has seven times more market share to its closest competitor, which is eBay. So Amazon owns roughly 50% of the market. Um, for for it's, like online marketplace? Yeah. Holy yep. cow. And if, so, and if you want to sell something, your best bet is Amazon. Wow. Like there's, and basically for reference, um, eBay was second for the market with only 6%. So we have Amazon at 50% and eBay at 6%. And that's the second place. That's insane. So that that's completely discouraging sellers to go anywhere else but Amazon, right? Yeah, like you don't have no choice, Dude, kind of. Was exactly. there maybe like pre-COVID numbers or? Because it, it would be interesting uh, to this see is, how this, it changed. No, this is May 2020, oh. the most recent one. Yeah, yeah, I know. But like maybe like. All the data was, I don't, I'm not sure. But that's from eMarketer, they said it was. It was captured May 2020. I think this is what they, this is, no, I think this is the most recent one because this is what Amazon submitted to the committee in May 2020. So, okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Um, some, some big yikes that I found big out. Big yikes. Um, this is my big yikes section. <laughs> um, so a former engineer said that their team was tasked to find other companies that used AWS to host their businesses and try to replicate and create an Amazon version of this product. Ooh. Amazon basics for everything. Spicy. Insane, <laughs> right? Because the book is like, what well, well, we're not talking about real like Amazon basic products. We're talking about anything that's hosted on AWS. Yeah, yeah. So again, going back to Hulu and Netflix, right? As soon as they write an algorithm, they can capture it in Amazon and fucking create the same algorithm immediately. <sighs> Scary. Right, like they they're they're literally going back to the word you you used, big brother. Right, like they see everything. Yeah, I guess. Wait, for, um, just to add, for those of you that don't know, Amazon has uh, this whole section of their company called Amazon Web Services, where companies can like host their data and stuff, like basically pay for cloud storage, like all these different cloud services. Yep, that is correct. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I'm just kind of lost for words with this one, honestly. It's kind of like, especially a former engineering coming up to the committee saying, yo, my team was tasked to steal shit from other companies. Oh, uh, you know, like <laughs> big yikes. Yeah. That's my big yikes section. Um, this is and, reverse engineering for the wrong cause. Yep, yep, yep. Completely terrible. Um, and the second big yikes and my final big yikes um, is the fact that um, they figured out that the Echo devices um are actually being sold less than what they are cost Oof. uh so amazon is losing a shit ton of money so everyone gets the echo device in their home and now everyone's like why and are they really losing money or are they stealing our data and listening to us yeah there there, there must be some type something you know that they're uh gaining from Doing yep. So my initial thoughts there are that like Amazon is using the Echo Dot in order um, to gain like voice recordings and stuff like that to help sell that data for voice recognition research or um, like helping them refine their 
uh, software and their AI and voice recognition? Yeah. Um, well, yes, this, this is literally what I thought as well. Um, but their argument plus like this new, I think New York Times, um, I'm not 100% sure. It's a news like company that's actually owned by Jeff Bezos. Oh, Washington um, Post. Said, Washington yep. Post, yes. Washington Post. They, they basically said that um, they're doing this the same way they did with the Kindle. Um, they just want everyone to be able to own this product. So later on, they can monetize it by maybe adding it to some sort of hardware, you know, smart homes, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't want to buy it, you know, like um, what? Especially with smart home, right? Like if if you are saying open my garage door, close my garage door, right? You kind of can pick up a rhythm of when the person's in their house and when the person's is not in their house. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a scary thing. Um yeah, it's this whole this whole internet of things, IoT. Um, it's it's this huge run for it, right? Especially with these um, smart devices, right? Like there, Apple has one, um, Amazon has one. Who else has it? Google has one, right? Google, mm-hmm. um, and they're they're all racing to create this. And I'm I'm like I just got freaked out by the fact by this because I see it. I have the Amazon Echo and I have the Amazon Dot, right? And the echo one i got it pretty cheap and it was some promotion and the dot i got for free because it was like oh if you subscribe to this so and so radio we'll send one to you free and then Mm -hmm. i was just like looking around on the web and they had it other places too that like oh if you subscribe to so and so we'll give you a dot for free giving them like candy yeah yeah just it's so insane to me like why are you giving them out for free you know um so well, I've told you guys. So, like, I haven't even opened mine. I got it as a present. Mm-hmm. I won't even open it. Uh, I, I like saying. it. I like listening yeah. to music. <laughs> uh, but it does have. Honestly, I think it's kind of creepy. But listening. Um, but again, we need sponsors. So, you big four brothers, big boys, big boys. sponsor us. <laughs> sponsor us, please. Uh, but anyways, uh, that's basically what I had uh, for my section. Um, I think it's about time to kind of give it a wrap up. Um, please give us your final thoughts about like everything you guys, your audience, have about this whole thing. If you guys, especially here, the Apple one. Yeah, um, this is some pretty big stuff. Anyway, like this is huge. Yeah. could have like set precedents moving forward. Yeah, honestly, like yeah. we could even have like deeper discussions about these like later on in other episodes. So if you guys want to hear more about it, we would love to do more research. So it's on you guys if you guys want to listen more. But anyways, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please contact us on our social media and let us know your thoughts and how do you feel about antitrust laws with these tech giants. Um, I don't. I definitely see other companies having to testify soon. Um, yeah. And the follow-up that comes with this. So mm-hmm. we will definitely give you guys the best news as they come out. A lot um, of people are paying attention. You can <laughs> Yep, yep. Crazy, crazy stuff. This this will def- definitely affect every single one of us. If you're in the tech industry or not in the tech industry, this could affect everyone. Yeah, um there'll be some good changes. Yep. And anyways, um, you can follow us on Twitter at tech plus plus underscore. That's tech P L U S P L U S underscore. Um, we're starting up an Instagram. Um, please do follow us. Um, our Instagram handle is Tech Plus Plus Podcast, and our email and our email is Tech Plus Plus Podcast at gmail.com. Again, both of those are Tech P L U S P L U S Podcast 
and um, a quick update about the website. Um, I think it's coming great. Um, Aaron and Andres are doing a great job with that. Um, mm-hmm. So thank you guys. Um, I've been helping wherever yeah, I can. Yeah, it's been a fun side project. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. Um, I We cannot wait to present it and deploy it so you guys can see and enjoy um, our very, very new services that we're thinking about adding. Um, so please do follow us on social media, on Spotify and other platforms um, to get ready for future of technology. Thank you guys for listening. Yep. This was nice. Thank you guys. Have a good one. Thank you guys.